you are not alone. God is with us. That is the message of the Christmas season. That's the Emmanuel principle. Uh, I don't. I can't remember when that message has been needed more deeply. We live in a time where there's an epidemic of loneliness. There are articles all the time about folks struggling with emotional health. Just read something recently about the dearth of friendships, particularly among men. So we can be lonely for people. We can be lonely for God. And that's why today is a great day to have our friend Dr. Rick with us. Uh, to talk about a very important, significant aspect of that withness that we're made for. Rick, thank you very much for joining us. This is always so much fun. My pleasure, John. Very good to see you. Good morning. Yep. So we were talking a little bit about, uh, in your experience, as you're working with people, uh, that hunger to know that we are not alone and that there's a whole field of research around that in clinical work. And I'd love for you to say a little bit about that and then we can run with it thinking, as we think about the Advent season. You know, the whole with God life that you're talking about right now has yeah. kind of made me think about the sort of a hot topic, like you just said, in my field is attachment. It seems mm -hmm. like everything that's new about relationships that you read kind of goes back to attachment, which has a long history, but it's just currently really hot. And to kind of simplify some of the concepts, I thought I would just talk about, they, they will talk about attachment styles or attachment patterns. And what everybody wants is what the literature or the field calls secure attachment. So having a, a secure attachment is considered to be healthy and functional. Now, but what, as, as, as I understand it, Rick, uh, just to make it real concrete for folks, part of that indication of attachment is like when a baby is born in the first day, it doesn't care who holds it or who feeds it. But then in the next six to nine months or so, it's able to recognize, now that's my mom, that's my dad, that's the person who cares for me, will become more anxious with strangers and feel comfortable and at home and so that's when we see that sense of attachment? Yeah, so there, the, there's a secure attachment that you were just talking about that starts at birth with a uh, child. And then insecure attachment, which ends up causing problems later. Insecure attachment, the categories they often use are anxious, insecure attachment style, or avoidant. <clears throat> people who uh, uh, shoo or push people away and don't have um, good attachment like styles or patterns in their life. And the characteristics, I took this from probably somebody you know, Tim Clinton, who writes about this stuff, John. Um, the characteristics of a healthy, secure attachment goes back a little bit to what you were saying. Number one, proximity or closeness to a caregiver, mm -hmm. especially when there's trouble. Number two, the caregiver provides a safe haven, a felt sense of security. Number three, the caregiver offers a secure base from which to explore and look at the world. Number four, any threat of separation from that caregiver induces fear or anxiety. Hmm. And then fifthly, the loss of the caregiver promotes grief and sorrow. So that ends up being, you know, even in therapy, one of the corrective measures that sometimes happens in a therapy relationship is that I'm as a counselor going to try to provide, make up for in some small way, uh, those kinds of insecurities that may have come if, if basic attachment needs were not met early on, kind of like you were saying. And what made me think about your thing is that, that can you get this from God? 
Yeah, right. And exactly. can we get that like proximity and safe haven and sense of security from God? And I would say yes, that if we put him first, and here, here's a phrase that I like, if we can make God the center of our emotional universe mm. in our walk mm. with God. And I was thinking, John, putting God at the center of our emotional uh, universe is something I feel like you are really good at. When I think of my long-term friendship with you, yep. one of the things that's always been inspiring to me is, is really exactly this, your interest in trying to look to God, uh, even for the places of insecurity and places of, of dysfunction that go on in our life. that's because I have so many places of insecurity. Well, that might be it. And, well, no. So I have well, kind of a head start there. You might have a head start. And, and you know, yeah. a lot of people know that we talk frequently during the week just for a few minutes about the coming day and what's going to happen that day and your, your capacity to bring the conversation mm. back to God and mm. how is God... Uh, going to be involved and then in the prayers that we often offer for one another i've noticed that we're often referencing uh the presence of god and and all the practices that you talk about in some of the series that you do it feels like it they circle back around to this idea how can we constantly arrange our lives so that we're connecting with god having union with god attaching to god making god the center of our emotional being and universe um and, you know, I, I carried around a little page in my wallet that you know full well. And for a long time, it said, um, uh, God loves you and God's love is enough. Mm. And it and was God's my attempt and, and continues to be my attempt to try to base my basic security and needs for belonging uh, in God. Not that I don't have people like yourself and my wife and friends and, and family that are involved, too but they don't serve as good a base. Hmm. Um, especially when I think again of yeah, God. I think, I, I think as you talk about that, about how often the thought is in scripture, uh, Psalm 23, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, terrible things that could happen, including the ultimate thing, um, I will fear no evil. I won't be afraid of circumstances. And then uh, really the only foundation for it, the only reason, because you are with me, because I'm not alone. And that offer of God being with me. But then that question of um, how do I actually pursue that? How do I make God's presence real to me? And that's something that mostly happens in the mind, which is kind of interesting. I was reading this guy we both read, Dan Siegel, who writes a lot about attachment. Uh, yeah. And he writes in there when he's writing about attachment that uh, when a caregiver, a parent, but it also could be a friend or therapist, speaks words deeply into your soul, they actually rewire your synapses. So children carry their parents with them or carry the people that they're attached to with them. And in some way, almost then at the physical level, it's like if I am allowing those words of God, that notion, Emmanuel, that God really is, he's here right now. When you and I are talking, Jesus is here right now. And we actually, in some real deep neurological way, carry his presence with us. It's so fascinating to think that way. Yeah, you're reminding me of how frequently over the years somebody has reflected on what was helpful about coming to counseling. And yeah. I would say, providing a safe place might be the answer that I would hear the most. 
is it felt like this was their safe place or they in, eventually kind of associate me like that with somebody where they can feel secure, feel heard, feel welcomed, feel prized, feel um, liked even weirdly. Um, I would say those end up being, you know, in some ways as significant as any problem solving. Certainly people come to solve problems and deal with relationship challenges. And I like doing that kind of stuff. But if I step back and think about what was healing, so often it ends up feeling or seeming like it's around this idea that they had an insecure attachment. They were anxious. They didn't want to let people close because they were avoidant. They felt ambivalent about closeness or connection. Um, and again, if I step back, I think this is the thing people want the most. They want to feel. So, so let me ask you one question about that to kind of wrap things up. Yeah. If I understand it right, the basic forms of problems with attachment are uh, either somebody is anxious, uh, in which case they're needy, they clutch, uh, they always kind of suck in the life out of other people. Yes. Um, or they're avoidant. And in that case, they're more standoffish. Uh, they separate. Uh, it's almost the, uh, it almost feels like the opposite. I don't need you. I don't want you. But really, in both forms, there's a problem of a deep, healthy capacity to attach. Yes. And do you think that same thing is true with God, that we tend to be either anxious around God or avoid God because we feel like we don't really trust him? And and uh, what would you say to people today who are watching, listening to your clinical spiritual advice <laughs> around what can they do today in this Emmanuel Christmas season to move towards a healthy attachment with God? I think to reflect like you're asking us to do, maybe even multiple times a day. Remember when we were doing that study together a few years ago about trying to invite people to think about God, think about his presence, think about that he's with me, mm. with us in this activity that I'm doing. I'm sitting down and I'm in a meeting. I'm headed off to the store to buy groceries for my wife or husband that's not feeling well, or um, you know, I'm playing pickleball, or I'm off to, um, to a worship service to, to reflect multiple times a day. Remember, I remember you talking once about carrying around a rubber band. I think that was maybe when you were doing the Frank Laubach stuff about mm -hmm. practicing God's presence, um, finding ways to cue us, things that we know are true in order to kind of build security. That's, uh, again, when I think again of making God the center of my emotional universe, maybe that would be the phrase I would just invite. It's a great phrase. Yeah. To just reflect on today. Yep. Yep. All right. So um, everybody who's watching today is like the sun is the center of our solar system. The invitation because of Jesus, just to think about him, think of his birth, think of his life, think of his heart, think of his goodness, think of his presence, make him the center. You are not alone. Thanks, Rick. Thanks, John. Hey, thanks for joining us. To receive a text alert when new episodes are released, you can text the word BECOME to the number 855-888-0444. You can also send prayer requests there, and we would love to pray for you. To receive the emails that go along with each video, 
let us know at becomenew.me slash subscribe. Special thanks to Matthew Custer for the art and design for this series. See you next time.